0: Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time I'll watch something I like. But I can't believe you made me watch. You made me watch The Frozen Ground.
1: I did. What did you think of it?
0: I liked it quite a bit.
1: Did you? Yeah. It's pretty true to what actually happened.
0: I was going to ask you about that.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, there's some things in there, you know, to carry a movie. But, yeah, it's pretty true to what happened.
0: I think you told me about it only that Nick Cage and John Cusack played the opposite roles of what you would think they would play. Yeah. And... Apparently, yeah. they were both offered the opposite roles, and they said, nope, I want to, Nick Cage said, I want to play the cop, and John Cusack said, I want to play the killer, mm-hmm. and I think they both did great.
1: They were great. Here's the thing, is that Robert Hansen, in real life, was, like, just a normal, he, he was. He really was a baker, so, like, they kind of touch on it in the beginning of the movie, where he, like, goes into a bakery. And well, he was
0: the butcher, the baker. Was he a candlestick maker? He was not.
1: But he was dubbed the Butcher Baker uh, because he did own a bakery. So he was like a member of the community when Cindy, Cindy Paulson is her real name, when she escaped him and was trying to tell the police like this is who it was. She like took them back to his plane and was like, that's his fucking plane. And they were like, that's Robert Hansen's plane. You're clearly lying. Mm -hmm. Like they really didn't believe her. It really happened like that. It was fucked up. And it was um, the detective did believe her and was like, someone's killing all these girls. I believe what you said happened to you. (laughs) Even though everybody thinks that this Robert Hansen guy is just like a good dude and he would never do that.
0: Which I couldn't figure out because he did have a criminal record.
1: He did. But it was actually hidden from the community because he wasn't actually from Alaska oh okay he was from the lower 48
0: yeah i think they said like idaho or something like yeah that. yeah
1: um so he back then you know like in the 60s and 70s when these incidents happened sexual assault was not that big of a deal yeah. you know he raped a couple of women and barely served any time you know less than two years on both
0: were the people that he raped and got arrested for were they also prostitutes
1: That, I'm actually not sure. I think one of them was, but I sort of think that the other one wasn't. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% sure on that, though.
0: Yeah, because having watched that Lorena Bobbitt documentary, Mm -hmm. seeing how backwards, even in the 90s, rape laws were, where like a man couldn't be arrested for raping his wife in something like 26 states. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's fucked up.
1: It is fucked up yeah and it is still sort of like that like they they don't have a problem calling a woman a liar um but they would never want to call a man a rapist don't want to ruin his life yeah they never do you know like it it was um it was very similar when brock turner was being charged with sexual assault he raped a girl that he found unconscious in an alley like instead of calling for help or doing something you know to help her he said oh i'll just fuck her And his dad literally wrote a letter to the judge that was like, you know, it was like 20 minutes of his life that is going to ruin the rest of his life. It's like, fuck, yeah, it is. Your son decided that he was entitled to have sex with someone who was unconscious. Yeah. That's fucked up.
0: My only complaint about this movie was it was, you know, like Con Air, Mm -hmm. John Cusack and Nick Cage played the opposite roles that you would think like John Cusack played the cop and Mm -hmm. Nick Cage played the guy on the other side of the law. Yeah. That movie was a lot funnier than this (laughs)
1: one. This wasn't supposed to be funny.
0: Good, because it wasn't.
1: It wasn't. So, just real quick um, about Robert Hansen. So, he was um, dubbed the Butcher Baker. He was a baker in Alaska. And there were um, a bunch of sex workers in the area who had gone missing who police had kind of ignored – I mean, not kind of. They did ignore because they were sex workers and they were like, eh, they probably just left.
0: Yeah. It sounds like they had some sort of circuit where they would go from like Hawaii to Portland to Alaska to, to Florida and then just kept rotating the girls.
1: Yeah. They kind of just rotate. Um, so it
0: seems like it would be very hard to determine who was a missing person. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. who's a missing person and who was someone who just left town, Um, especially since with Alaska, um, you know, part of the state is uninhabitable part of the year. So it's not uncommon for people to only be there for a few months at a time and then leave. But essentially what he would do is he would hire a sex worker. He would say that he either wanted like oral sex or sometimes he would say that he wanted to take pictures of them that he was a photographer and um i thought
0: that one part was pretty romantic though it's not when he told the cops that he didn't want to get like oral sex from his wife that's fucked that's fucked up you know sometimes it's just it's difficult okay you know what's like when you do it and you're all like Like,
1: spitting your pubes out (laughs) yeah
0: that can that can kill the mood Mm -hmm. and i would imagine a prostitute wouldn't care about a mouthful of pubes maybe are you trying to tell me to shave my dick
1: i mean if you wanted to there'd be less pubes all right and i wouldn't be like
0: (laughs) well i actually get more than two blowjobs a year then
1: maybe nice nice (laughs) okay so uh i'll shave
0: my pubes the day before my birthday
1: (laughs) (laughs) cool (laughs) just let them grow out (laughs) just shave them once a year
0: then on my birthday i'll have a itchy dick
1: mm. yeah you will not like shave them but just like trim if they're shorter it's a little more manageable
0: <laughs> that's you
1: that's me here <laughs> brat so essentially what he would do is he would abduct these women after offering them you know money for sex or pictures or whatever and he would take them to his den which was um a locked room in his house that i believe i don't think his family was allowed to go in i mean like i think it wasn't like you know, cut off from them completely, but it was like his space. Like he Vanessa didn't. Vanessa
0: Hudgens calls it a dungeon in the movie. Mm-hmm. It looked more like a den to me.
1: It was. I mean, there's a lot of animal heads and he really did have a lot of animal heads because he was a hunter, but he would chain them up and rape them and torture them for a few days. And then he would take them to the airport where he would put them on his, cause he had a plane Um, So he would put them on his plane and he would take them out into remote areas of the Alaskan wilderness where he would, um, they were usually still bound like by their arms or something.
0: You know, a certain someone that you and I also think is a murderer would call a move like taking someone on their private plane, a real panty dropper. (laughs) That was his word.
1: (laughs) Ew. Oh my God. I almost just had a heart attack. I thought someone was (laughs) peeking in our window. What was it? It was the Benji's balloon. Oh. Because it's starting to lose helium, so it's like bobbing up and down. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And it was just balloon. Oh my god. Okay. He would kind of let them go in the wilderness and then he would hunt them, legitimately, just hunt them. You know, he wouldn't really let them get fired, He'd usually like shoot them in the legs, um, and let them try to escape. And that was like part of the thrill for him was, you know, hunting them like they were nothing. And then he would bury their bodies or, you know, just hide them out there wherever, usually figuring that animals would get them, which is was seems to have been true uh, in some of the cases that animals.
0: Yeah, because they didn't find a lot of the remains.
1: I think he had about he admitted to 30 murders, um, but they only ever found 17 bodies.
0: Damn Daniel.
1: I know. So there are several that were never found and he did mark on a map where he kept um where he buried all of them. So uh it's likely that just animals got to the remains um after some time cuz uh because it's Alaska the the soil doesn't totally thaw. So he probably couldn't bury them very deep. Yeah. So but yes, um Cindy Paulson is the reason that he was caught. Um, because one of the detectives actually believed her and her story and they went after him and they ended up, they did get a warrant for his house. And it is, it did actually kind of, I think it actually happened the way that uh, it was portrayed in the movie where they had, they kind of tricked him. I don't think that Cindy ever like confronted him and he, you know, said that he should have killed her or anything like that. But I think they kind of tricked him and they were like, we found all your stuff. And he confessed after that. Mm. I think that's what happened.
0: Like I said, I think Nick Cage and John Cusack did excellent jobs. This is the third movie in a row that Vanessa Hudgens did where I think she's trying to shed her good girl, high school, the musical image yeah because she did sucker punch and then she did Mm -hmm. spring breakers and then this and i like some of the acting that she has done since this movie Mm -hmm. but i thought she was really bad in this
1: she was trying to talk in a way that she was trying to use bad grammar but
0: it came off forced
1: it yeah it's see it was really forced it was really i didn't think she was necessarily bad i think she had good moments i think she was really great at crying
0: really because there was one crying scene in it where i was mm-hmm. just like oh god you're really bad at crying
1: no i thought she was actually really good at crying
0: dean norris from breaking bad is in it he is playing dean norris
1: <laughs> basically yes
0: uh you know who i thought was actually pretty decent was i'm assuming this is the the more seasoned prostitute who takes her under her wing. Is that who Debbie Peters was? I think so. Okay. That was yeah. Gia Montaigne, who's Joe Montaigne's daughter. Really? Yeah. She was in that Paul Feig movie, Unaccompanied Minors, way back in the day. So she's also oh, a person that nice. I think was trying to shed her good girl image. And I, I thought she was really good, if that is who she was playing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Brad William Hankey is in it too, playing sort of like a muscle. Like he shows up really early in the movie and just has kind of like a a brief scene where he tells someone to stop talking to the cops. And I was like, oh, well, you're not going to have like Brad Hankey in a movie and not have him do more later. Yeah. And um, he's in the movie Choke playing kind of a lovable goofball. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever seen him in something where he didn't play a really fucking creepy, (laughs) gross dude. Yeah. He was just in the last season of Justified that we watched, Mm -hmm. where he played a really gross dope. And, you know, in Split, he plays the uncle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: the rapey uncle.
0: Yeah, like he always plays really creepy dudes.
1: Yeah, he was- certainly creepy in this
0: i really like him as an actor but every mm-hmm. time i see him in something i'm like oh you're gonna be creepy and i feel like 95 percent of the time i'm right
1: yeah so i mean aside from what exactly like robert hansen's crimes are kind of the through line of the movie is that um nick cage's character is about to retire and they're about to move away or he got a new job somewhere else where he's, like, not going to be gone all the time. And so, he's basically, like, two weeks away from retirement. And they're trying to, like, get ready to move. And he has to take on this case. So, it's, for him, sort of like a, well, I have to solve this before I'm. Right. Before I retire. There's that. And, um, you know, he's, he really pushes it. And it's like, I believe her. Something's not right. You know, they keep finding these women in remote areas. They find three, I believe, mm. um, in in the movie before they end up finding the rest.
0: But I really wanted at some point in time to deep dive about the real crime. But I figured you would know enough about it that I wouldn't have to.
1: Um, I know quite a bit, but um, like I did know that he had a prior record, um, but I'm looking at his Wikipedia and it looks like. He was originally arrested in 1960 for burning down. It says a Pocahontas County Board of Education school bus garage hmm. because he was unpopular in high school. So he burned down a, <laughs> the bus garage, and he only served 20 months of a three-year prison sentence. Says that he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, um, with schizophrenic episodes. He was married. At they touched on
0: that in the movie too. Yes. Um, So, 50 Cent is in this.
1: He is. you
0: and I were both kind of surprised to see that he was also one of the producers of the movie. Yeah, I was surprised. I I was looking, and he has been producing movies for quite some time, co-producing movies for quite some time. And I think it's a good career move where he's like, hey, I'm making all this money from my music. Why don't I use it? To co-produce a movie Mm -hmm. and see if I can get myself a small role. Because he's actually pretty good in this. He
1: is pretty good. He plays a pimp. He plays um, Cindy Paulson's pimp. And he has beautiful, um, I want to say Snoop Dogg hair. Mm -hmm. Like, remember when Snoop Dogg had kind of like the Tina Fey flip (laughs) hair? (laughs) Like, that's basically. You got to (laughs) stop. What? (laughs) What? That's what it was. So, um, 50 Cent has that. Uh, And and also like a very nice brown leather jacket, Uh, but he does get murdered.
0: I really did enjoy this movie quite a bit.
1: I think they did a really good job. Um, I was reading a little bit about how Cindy felt about, I don't know if we talked about this or if I was just reading it, but so when they were doing this movie, they actually talked to the real Cindy Paulson Mm -hmm. um, to kind of get her side of the story. And she said, okay, that's fine. But before we do this, I need to talk to my husband because he's never really been one to pry about the, Ooh. you know, a ton of the, she, she's like, he knows what happened to me, but I haven't really gone into detail and I want him to hear it from me before he sees it on the big screen. So she sat down and she told her husband literally everything that happened. Oh, wow. So he knew that like there was trauma. He, I think he knew that she had escaped a serial killer, but. I don't think he knew every single detail. Mm -hmm. Um, So she told her husband. And when she saw the first screening of this, she said she felt like a weight had been lifted off of her shoulders because someone had finally told her story. Yeah. But she lives in the lower 48 now. And, you know, please don't try to find her because I think she's just trying to live a normal life. But she's married and she has kids. and. Um, I think things are going well for her now, which is really great to hear.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So she was actually really happy with the movie. That's cool. Yeah. Here's
0: <laughs> morbid trivia on IMDb. Hmm. So at the um, strip club, there's like a metal song playing. It does sound like a metal song. It, it's a punk band, though. Reagan Youth. Mm-hmm. And the singer of Reagan Youth, his girlfriend, was a prostitute who was murdered by a serial killer. Oh my God, really? Yeah, Joel Rifkin. Uh-huh. Do you know that serial killer?
1: Yes, I know the name. Okay. Which one? Was he just called Joel Rifkin?
0: I, I, that's all the trivia is there. Brie Larson auditioned for the role of Cindy Paulson, but they say that she overdid her uh, audition to the point that it scared the casting director. Oh. Which... Brie Larson's a really good actor.
1: She is a really good actor. Like, she was in... um, Did you ever watch The United States of Terra? Oh, yeah. So, that was the first time I ever saw... And I think that was one of her first big acting roles.
0: I think so, too.
1: She was so fucking amazing in that. I was like, man, she's going to be good in everything she's in. And then literally everything I've ever seen her in, I've absolutely loved. So...
0: Yeah. I like that this one was solved.
1: Yes. I think...
0: You and I just watched a movie lost girls was that what we watched about um girls that went missing and then the mom in that's sm- that affluent like connecticut town
1: did you watch that with me pretty
0: sure we watched it i don't remember and she kept one. putting up the flyers at the police station
1: <gasps> oh yeah it was um
0: but yeah that was based on a true story but it, it's an unsolved one which i was like oh which was the same sort of movie about prostitutes getting murdered and police just kind of going,
1: eh, whatever. Yeah, it is called Lost Girls about Shannon Gilbert's disappearance because um, she was a sex worker and her mom, Mary, um, they, they didn't believe that she was missing. <laughs> they thought she just left. Yeah. and She's like, no, like she's been you know murdered
0: <laughs> i know that we're not talking about lost girls but amy ryan who's the star of that movie mm-hmm. is married to comedian comedy writer eric sloven I don't know if you've ever seen Sloven and Alan. Mm-mm. They were a comedy duo. They were so fucking good. We'll have to watch YouTube clips so you can okay. see it. But she's actually really funny. Gilbert Gottfried had her on his podcast. I
1: believe that. And
0: she was doing like Gilbert Gottfried imitations. and That's stuff. That's hilarious. And so to see her in this like really gritty movie. Yeah. Was pretty funny. Like I didn't piece it together that it was the same person until afterwards. And really?
1: I was like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. yeah amy ryan's great she was in um a few seasons of the office oh and was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was really funny yeah. Podcast. yeah yeah and she was really funny in that like yeah she was um she played like the woman that steve carell ends up marrying oh okay yeah
0: yeah i like it when people do both comedy and drama really well
1: yeah and yeah like i think John Cusack did a great job of being fucking terrifying Mm -hmm. because I felt I don't know if it was the way they lit it or just because he's kind of like has dark features anyway, but his eyes looked black the entire movie. It was so scary. Yeah, And I guess that's kind of a common thing in serial killers or, you know, like violent criminals where people are like their eyes were like black or dead or. Like, you could kind of just see it in their eyes that there's something wrong.
0: Yeah, I always think of um, Quince. Oh, yeah. <laughs> black, <laughs> Jaws. like
1: doll eyes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anytime, like, when she said in the movie, like, oh, his eyes were just solid black. I In my head, I was like, black like doll eyes. Black like
1: doll eyes. <laughs> That's
0: funny. And I, I want to amend what I said earlier about Vanessa Hudgens doing stuff that i thought was good since then Mm -hmm. i for some reason confuse Uh vanessa Vanessa hudgens and mila kunis a lot apparently oh yeah no i don't think i've seen vanessa hudgens actually do anything good in a movie let
1: me see well i i mean i thought she was all right but she was like the weak link in the in the movie
0: i like when uh people have to play (laughs) parts like she plays where sometimes it seems like they just let a uh, smoky eye makeup do all the work
1: <laughs> oh yeah they really just kind of let her look like a mess yeah so i mean i liked well i like spring breakers okay i don't know i thought i liked just stylistic way that it was i don't really? know i liked it it was fine it wasn't like an amazing movie but i liked it
0: i don't need to re-watch it yeah it was okay it was fine yeah um so-
1: But, yeah, they really kind of just let her have really messy hair and just put on a lot of black eye makeup
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, and just made sure she was smoking constantly. Yep. Um, But I don't know. I mean, she was fine, I think.
0: Because I have a hard time hearing, like, we end up watching movies with subtitles on a lot. Mm -hmm. So seeing how a lot of times subtitles are based on the script. Mm Mm-hmm just to make it easier than transcribing. And seeing how she kind of made a few of the lines her own by throwing in poor grammar and yeah. bad English, I was like, oh, you're really trying hard.
1: She is really trying hard. It's um, I didn't feel like her performance ruined the movie for me in any way.
0: No, no, it didn't ruin it for me. But because I am such a grammar Nazi yeah. and... I want to try to phrase this in a way that I'm the bad guy okay. because I know I am mm-hmm. on this because I'm a little too nitpicky about things. The people that we work with, some of the people that we work with, don't have the best grammar in the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I am hyper tuned into it. And I'm hyper tuned into when I make mistakes as well, too.
1: Yeah, like, you correct me all the time, too. So. Which is fine. I mean.
0: Knowing how, knowing how grammar is supposed to sound coming from. <laughs> I don't know how to say this without sounding like a total dick.
1: Knowing how bad grammar, like, if that's how you speak normally. Yeah. Which, you know, grammar's whatever. It doesn't it fucking doesn't matter you can talk how you want to talk but knowing how that typically flows like in the way you speak yes you're very aware of when someone's trying to put it on right i mean it's the same way if someone's you know trying to sound like smarter you know and they're using words yeah
0: or i imagine it sounds like like when we hear someone like Benedict Cumberbatch trying to do an American accent, where it's like, mm-hmm. no, like you're, you're 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 really close, but there's just something off a little yeah. bit. Where he's like, "Hi, my name is Doctor Strange, and I am a Marvel superhero." Yeah, it's like it
1: just doesn't it doesn't sound. I think the problem is that the way that she was supposed to talk just didn't sound natural. Yeah, it just didn't sound like that's how she speaks yeah you know whereas that wasn't something that i noticed in any of the other characters yeah and who uh you know i don't <laughs> it just you could tell when she was deliberately trying to use bad grammar and i shouldn't be able i shouldn't notice that
0: yeah like gia montagna grew up with A dad that I would assume reads a lot because Joe Montana does a lot of theater and a lot of acting and, you know, was, I believe, really involved in the Chicago theater scene. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine a certain emphasis was probably placed on the English language, Mm -hmm. but I think she did a very good job of making it sound legit where when I looked up the actors afterwards, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow
1: damn (laughs) yeah like she's uh this you know kind of classically trained actress who was able to slip into this role i think that's really what the issue is is that she couldn't quite slip into the role very seamlessly Mm -hmm. like i think she had the right look but her performance was lacking
0: and i don't know the background of the high school the musical mm. kids if I they were either. singers first who they're like now you can be in this movie or if they were actors who could sing like i i i don't know i though.
1: don't know either i mean i i was a little too old to watch high school musical when it came out i was quite a bit too old <laughs> to watch oh, high okay. school musical i, I think I, watched, I was like well into my 20s when high school musical I think came out. i watched out
0: the first two
1: you're so creepy oh my god why were you watching them (laughs) to jerk off oh
0: my god no i don't uh you know what were you babysitting or something no no i really like glee and i was hoping oh that it would be like that yeah i I think maybe i watched the first one Mm -hmm. for some reason i thought i watched more than one but i for a million dollars i couldn't tell you the storyline of any of them
1: yeah, I I mean, I wouldn't know. I didn't watch any of them. I yeah. just knew that, like, I was aware of it because their merchandise was everywhere. Yeah. Um, And I remember that two of them dated. I think Vanessa Hudgens, right, was the one who dated Zac Efron?
0: I, sure. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm almost positive that I watched them because I think there's, like, a character in it named Sharpay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um... I don't know her name. Yeah, One girl name. doesn't yeah. matter.
0: So I'm like, yeah, I, I probably watched them because for some reason I remember that. I don't know why or when. Yeah, I, I don't either. I'm. I like musicals though. I know you do. I'm just trying to not sound so fucking creepy.
1: I mean, I'm a little upset about it that you just like of your own free will decided to watch High School Musical, but what else? I mean,
0: are you gonna divorce me?
1: No. <laughs> No.
0: It's Why fun. are you packing your bags?
1: Listen, don't worry about that. If you Where could Where are you going with your toothbrush? Listen, I'm gonna go wake up the baby real quick, just
0: to say what's up. Did you just do the electric ignition on your car? No. No. Wait. Are you calling your lawyer? No. <laughs> are you calling Megan Connington Heath? <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. Well,
1: well, I'm glad that you like this movie because I really liked it a lot when I first saw it, and and uh, I was ho- you know I was <laughs> hoping that you would like it because oh I
0: I liked it a lot.
1: It it combines several of my favorite things, which is yeah. true crime and Nick Cage <laughs> and rape. No, I don't like that. Oh, <laughs> I also like John Cusack a lot. Yeah, he's just like I don't know. I've always liked what i've seen him in for some reason i don't know even if it didn't he's just such a likable person
0: okay you know how like back when john cusack and piven
1: jeremy piven yeah he
0: used to be best friends so mm-hmm. john cusack had it written into his contracts basically that jeremy piven had
1: to had always role. have a part yeah. yeah
0: who would jeremy piven had played in this if they were still oh. friends oh ooh, would he have played like dean norris's role
1: no i bet he would have probably played somebody like that worked at like the dance club not uh, it's not a dance club it's a strip club but i bet he would have been like the bouncer guy don't,
0: don't be judgy
1: no right don't you think he would have been like the the bouncer guy that Robert you know who
0: i bet he would have played which would have been a shame hmm. i bet he would have played the cop that worked at that circuit mm-hmm. played by michael mcgrady who was really good he
1: was really good
0: i really oh, that like he would have been the
1: undercover guy
0: yeah i bet that's who jeremy Piven mm, would have probably because he would have been like fast talking with the underground and stuff like yeah.
1: that. yeah
0: boo yeah i was looking at michael mcgrady's career because i thought he was really really good in this and you know he works a lot but somehow i don't think i have ever seen anything that he was in Oh. Except for he's in the LA Noir video game. Mm-hmm. And all the characters were kind of modeled after the actors who played them. So.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cool. I
0: interacted with him in video game form, and that's about it.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to say um, Robert Hansen died in prison. Yes,
0: he did. At um, 75 at years old. At 75
1: years old of natural causes due to health complications. Yeah. Which. Makes me hope he just kind of suffered to death.
0: All right. Thanks for listening to You Made Me Watch. You Made Me Watch. Why'd you make me watch this? I love our themes.
1: I do, too. <laughs> Whenever, because I usually listen to the episode, like, when you launch it.
0: hmm
1: I just sit in my car. I'm like, you made me watch. Why'd, Why'd you, you make, make me, me watch, watch this? this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we watch something we like, but I can't believe you made me watch.
0: I really feel like you and I have the best podcast theme song in all of the seven million podcasts that are out there.
1: I think you're right.
0: Thank you, Thomas Metalheim.
1: Thank you, Thomas Metalheim. (laughs) Best theme songwriter ever.
0: He really is.
1: Yeah, no, he just like busted that out. I was so happy. Yeah. When you played it for me, I was like, "Yes."
0: For the Truthcast, I commissioned him to do the theme song to our "How the Sausage is Made." Nice. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. You played that for me too, and I was yeah. like, "That's nice."
0: Like, I think he's from like Denmark or something like that. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say he's from um, like kind of Eastern Europe somewhere. I think. N- or- I think
0: just like very northern
1: northern europe I,
0: I don't know but yeah i was like i really want like a <laughs> like a polka almost for the <laughs> for how sausage is made i want all the lyrics to be sausage 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 this is how the truth cast sausage is made and it is, did not disappoint like he in the first try did exactly what i wanted and it turned out a hundred times better than i thought it would yes yeah
1: it's fantastic
0: thank you thomas thank you thomas
1: Bye. Bye.